Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to Rudy Stankiewicz. This is part two of a five-part series on busting some myth in the pool industry. And in this podcast, we're going to touch on can you lower the pH in the pool without lowering the alkalinity by a certain way of adding the muriatic acid to the pool water. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And to learn more about the classes that Rudy teaches, you can go to his website, cpoclass.com. Again, that's cpoclass.com. And you can learn about his CPO course, his CPO practice test, his advanced chemistry course, and if you're interested in joining Rudy on Facebook, simply type in Talking Pools in the Facebook search box. That'll take you to his Facebook group. Let's talk about some of the myths, and you're really great at debunking stuff in the industry. That's one thing you're known for. When I talk to Wayne Iversich, other I'm a people... Pain in the ass. <laughs> Sorry? It's because I'm a pain in the ass. And it's... <laughs> when I talk to Wayne Iversich, the first thing he does is like, let me ask Rudy. He'll always like refer to you for anything that I that I ask him. And so you're the great debunker. The last question I had for Wayne was about um, the dry acid. And okay. And you gave him a really nice answer on that. But we're not going to talk about that too much here. What I, what I want to discuss is um, one of the things that I read on your blog was, uh, this has been around since I was in the industry, that if you pour acid in a pool a certain way, you can lower the pH without, lower the alkalin- without lowering the alkalinity. And I've heard different theories on this. And this is promoted by... A lot of guys out there still, I think, that you can lower pH without lowering alkalinity by how you pour the acid in the pool. And okay. I'm sure you can debunk that. Well, it has been. I mean, it's it's not only has it been around for a long time, it's something that I believed for a long time as well. I mean, there's a lot of um, things that are out there, pool um, folklore, if you will. Um, this, chlorine lock, um, I can go on, but um, we have to take a look at pH and total alkalinity to understand exactly what happens when we add acid. And what is, just for example, David, what does pH stand for? Basically, and even that they go back and forth on. Yeah. Really, what, what it stands for is the power of hydrogen. Yeah. pH stands for power of hydrogen, right? So pH is actually the measurement of hydrogen activity in the body of water measured in the converse. And I say in the converse because it's kind of backwards. A high pH would mean less activity. A low pH would be more activity, right? So the lower the pH, the greater the activity, or the greater the hydrogen activity, the lower the pH. So that's what pH stands for. So muriatic acid is hydrochloric acid. And as a formula, it's written out HCl, right? So we know Cl stands for chloride, and the H, that's hydrogen. When I add muriatic acid to the water, no matter how I add it, whether I broadcast it 
before I pour it all into one spot, the hydrochloric acid dissociates into chloride and hydrogen. So every time I add muriatic acid, I am adding hydrogen to the water. How can you add hydrogen to the water and not affect the power of hydrogen? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So it's, it's not, there's going to be more hydrogen activity with the more hydrogen that you add, which means there's going to be a drop in the pH. Now, on the other end of that, with the total alkalinity, total alkalinity, we know is basically the water's ability to resist a change in pH, right? Buffer, buffer right? Yeah. So, and total alkalinity is the measurement of carbonates, bicarbonates, hydroxides, and cyanuric ions is, is what it is if you're using cyanuric acid. But when we add muriatic acid to that water, again, it dissociates into hydrogen and chloride. But what happens then is those things that make up total alkalinity, those form a new compound with the hydrogen, or they actually go through changes and you get a whole new equation with when the hydrogen's added and they become something different. So does the hydrogen. So for example, if I add hydrochloric acid to sodium bicarbonate, what I get from that is carbon dioxide, water and salt but i used up that bicarbonate as well so that means there's less of it which means then the total alkalinity will also go down even if you look at your total alkalinity test right the one we do in the test kit where we swirl and we add the drops mm -hmm. those first two drops we know that's a chlorine neutralizer because the total alkalinity test is a little bit more susceptible to some of the effects of chlorine than some of the other tests but then we add the five drops of the total alkalinity indicator which is exactly what that is if the solution turns green we know there is total alkalinity and if it turns that salmon pink color we know there's none right so we get green and then we take reagent R009, which is out of, you know, sulfuric acid, which is what it is, sulfuric acid. And then I count the drops until the green turns to pink, indicating that I've destroyed the total alkalinity in the sample. Well, here's what we're really doing. I mean, because it's not so much that we're eliminating total alkalinity. I mean, we are. But what we're doing with those drops is we're counting how many drops it takes to lower the pH of that solution to 4.2. And at that point in time, total alkalinity doesn't really exist. And then we measure in um, calcium carbonate um, our parts per million, which gave us the total alkalinity. So even in that test, the total alkalinity test, the goal is to lower pH with acid to figure out what our total alkalinity is. So there's a bunch of different that go on. Um, Q House and the folks at On Balance, they've done some uh, research where they actually dyed the muriatic acid. I think they actually used phenol red to dye it and then they filmed it underwater and you watch the whole process. So it's really pretty interesting. And what they found is that, well, we know acid is heavier than water, right? So it does sink to the bottom, but it sits there. Mm -hmm. So unless your pool is circulating, unless you brush or something along those lines, you run a real risk of damaging your plaster in that area where you poured it in. And not for really much more benefit, because whether you broadcast it or pour it into one spot, you're going to lower the pH the same. You're going to lower the total alkalinity the same. You can't really lower one without lowering the other, with one exception. And what is that? See, that was a cliffhanger, David. <laughs>
<laughs> well, the exception there would be carbon dioxide. So a lot of large facilities you'll see, but even some smaller ones use CO2 um, injection. So when you inject CO2 into the water, carbon dioxide, it becomes carbonic acid, which is a weak acid, but in a a continuous feed system, it does effectively lower the pH, but that is the one means of lowering the pH that will actually increase the total alkalinity. Huh. I did so not know that. They will eventually get to a point, and, and this is important because if you have any type of a facility where you have a lot of turbulence, um, like a spa or a pool with a grotto, fall or gosh, one of those, um, you ever see those flow riders, the continuous surf machines they have mm -hmm. on ships? and stuff a lot, anything like that. So when you create turbulence in the water, what happens is the aqueous carbon dioxide in the water will outgas, and when that occurs, you'll get an increase in pH. Now, turbulence, or sometimes we say aeration, turbulence, though, is the only mean, it's really the turbulence that the aeration creates that makes this occur. Turbulence is the only means of increasing pH that will not increase the total alkalinity. So it actually stays still. So what happens then in a pool, and I know they're not going to be even, but if my pH goes up due to aeration and my total alkalinity doesn't, when I add acid, it lowers them both. Then my pH goes up to aeration and my total alkalinity continually goes downward. So in that scenario, using carbon dioxide, which will lower the pH but increase the total alkalinity, you get a little bit more balance that way. Or you could just maintain a lower target total alkalinity to start with, and then that would lessen the impact of the pH going up. So let's say there's a pool with the alkalinity of 180 or 200. You're trying to lower it down by just putting large amounts of acid in there. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that it, you can raise the pH up using your water feature, or put the spa jets on or something. Even and, better. I have a better yeah. answer. Is this... <laughs> If this is a residential pool, and I hate to cut you off, but I know where you're yeah. going, so I'm just going to take over. So if this, <laughs> if this is a residential pool where you have return jets in the walls, this is an ideal situation. So I have a total alkalinity that's too high and my pH isn't. So your concern is the acid we add is going to lower both, and now my pH is in the toilet, right? So what we would do in that scenario is I would lower my total alkalinity with the acid, and then I would use aeration to increase the pH. So I get my total alkalinity to where I want it, 80 parts per million, 90 parts per million, whatever. I get it to that point. Now my pH is low. So not everybody has a blower on their pool. Not everybody has a grotto or things along those lines. But we do have through-the-wall return jets. And I've done this on my own pool. So what I did was I took my, my pH in my pool tends to run at 7. If left to its own accord, that's where it is. It's just at 7. And that could be because of some type of tree or something I have in my yard that uh, pine trees the needles tend to be very acidic when they're green, so that can play a factor. So what I did was I took one of the eyeball jets and I loosened the collar and I aimed the jet toward the surface so it would create that ripple in front of the jet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You picture. So that ripple, within two days, it took my pH from 7 to 7.6. So, okay, so <laughs> UPS guy, dogs, okay. One thing about Zoom and, and these meetings that my dogs have gotten used to just yet. But anyway, so I aimed the return jet up. The turbulence that that created caused the aqueous carbon dioxide to outgas, which then caused an increase in pH, which brought it up. And then you can just adjust it either back down or you could go with, I mean, not everybody has pine trees in their yard. So you can go with some other type of buffer like um, borates, for example. Mm -hmm. That would then help to keep your pH from um, drifting upwards. So that's also a buffer. Total alkalinity prevents from a downward drift. Borates will 
or against an upward drift. And then you can kind of get it to stop about where you want it to. And I hope you can tune in for the other parts in this series. Again, if you wanted to find the other parts in this series, simply go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and this will give you a drop-down menu of the podcast recordings that I previously have recorded. And you can find the other topics that I'm going to discuss here with Rudy regarding some myths in the pool industry. And if you're in the industry and you're looking to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining that program, including the ability to text me and call me in real time. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.